Hi, welcome to the Hear Me Out podcast. My name is Dean and I'm here with my guest, Kane. Hello. Today we will be speaking about the International Day of... Elimination of Radical Discrimination. Okay, that's a very touchy subject. So, um, I'm going to start off by saying uh, there's no way anything's been eliminated. (laughs) It's It's still very much alive, unfortunately. Uh, what what would your thoughts be on that, Kane? Yeah, I just think it's, I mean, it's it's a hard one. It's sort of like a Black History Month, for example, where mm. you shouldn't need a month to sort of appreciate Black History, it, but it's, it's needed because people always constantly overlook it. So I think with this, it's important to have a day to sort of to make people aware of it. it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is something that should be in the forefront of our minds each and every day trying to er eradicate this but obviously like you said having an awareness day such as this is 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 massive but i think we're to eliminate it fully we've got a long way to go yet still definitely i mean there's days for everything now there's i mean there's like nicer ones like world poetry day or international women's day and stuff like that where or even like black history month for example it's Mm. all to appreciate the things there but there's so many that's to do with stopping violence and hate and yeah i mean they're both equally important things to sort of look at highlight and and make yeah yeah, Yeah. make people aware of i totally agree but yeah, it's just the fact that we need the day Yeah, yeah. is the issue. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. So uh, uh, back to the elimination of um, institutional radical racism. So uh, let's talk about what that actually means for a moment because it, it, it yeah. is such a broad, broad like, it can mean yeah. many, many things. So like, I want to I try and relate this back to sports. So like institute, because sport is the biggest institution. It, and um, that's what we do here. We're, 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 well, myself personally, I'm a sports coach, and it's very a sports is dear to my heart. Um, played sports growing up, and I've seen the institutional racism happening happening firsthand. Like when I was growing up through the football system, there wasn't many young boys of my race that were get given the opportunity. Uh, it lots changed now. But um, which is great, they're getting the opportunities. But now it's more of a management level. You don't really see many people of uh, ethnic minorities that get the big, big jobs. And I think it needs to start at the top of the FA, even in the FA, like the board, mem- board members, trustees. It needs to to happen at the highest level and then filter down. Do you know what I'm saying? Until that happens, you won't be able to... And that's just in football. And I don't I can't really speak on other sports firsthand because I don't know... My, I haven't seen it firsthand, but I'm, I can imagine it still happens to a degree. Yeah. Um, so, like, why do you think that is happening? Why do you think, like, people of, of, of a minority are not getting the jobs or positions of power or... or do you f- why do you think that is? is? Is it just people people reverting back to what they know? Or I, I, I think it's all down to exactly what you said with the fact that there's no one higher up who are 
people of colour or ethnic minorities. Mm. Because they're not there, they can't implement what should be already implemented. Yes. Yeah. So for if it's a bunch of old old white men, they're just gonna stick to the normal and not even bat an eyelid if they say like their managers like the ones they look after and then the ones that they look after and they're all white, they wouldn't blink an eye to it. Yeah. And but, and then like you say, if you're a young man and you see a man in a um a, a man who looks like you, you're of same race, ethnic background, in that position who you may who you might look up to as a role model, you'll be like, I wanna be just like that guy. So it might even ignite the next generation into wanting to become the managers of them higher positions if they see someone of their same ethnicity that's in the role. And I think that's something we definitely need to, to have a look at and change. But how do we do that's that would be a massive step in changing and eliminating it for good. But one thing I will say it is it, I do believe you, you shouldn't be picked for a job of your ethnicity or colour. I believe it should be solely down to how good you are for the job. Yeah. That's, that, 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 saying, oh, we need to get... When they start saying quotas and we need to have 50-50 split, I, I, I just believe you need to pick the right man for the job. If the right man happens to be from an ethnic minority, so be it. Yeah. But I just believe, yeah, giving someone a job just because they're from an ethnic minority, that wouldn't sit well with yeah. me because I would like competent people leading or being in them positions. Also, the higher-ups say they just hired someone because they weren't white and they exactly. did a terrible job. That would then... They would just be like, oh, it's, they would just blame it on the race. They would just be like, oh, we hired this one, exactly. one guy. Exactly, that was incapable Yeah. So, just because of his ethnicity. Yeah, but back to what you were saying about like getting the people higher up in like seeing more people in football um, who are not white... Um, that's good, but you still get racism on the pitch from the fans, and I think that's the other sort of bit that you have, we have to touch on, because not only is it important to sort of highlight the fact that sort of big heads of places, they're not diverse at all, Yeah. but the places that I do, are diverse, they get abused and hated, and I think that's another issue where it needs sorting, but... So How you, can we sort of? Did you think so? You do think that it might be an issue and why ethnic minorities are put off and taking up them positions because they might receive a lot of stick. Mm, no. it, it, in, in the football culture, I know they like yeah. what you're speaking about. They yeah, they would get from them on the touchline from the other fans. They would get a yeah. lot of lot of racial abuse. I, I, like um, I don't, I don't, I can't speak on other sports, but yeah, I know that's yeah. definitely rife in football. Well, I think I think when it comes to like bigger jobs I think if given the opportunity they would be all for it because if they have a position of power most people in that position wouldn't care for the hate that they get as long as they can make a difference for it mm -hmm. while say just like a someone on the bench on a football team like that the, if they get hate they might be less likely to come back the year after because of what they got and they can't see it as worth it but someone, say, I don't know, see, someone becomes CEO of the FA, for example, yeah. um, who's, say, like a middle-aged black man or even a black woman, for example, like completely go out the norm that is what it is now. Yeah. I think that they would put up and sort of 
just deal with all the hate they get because they know that they're in the position to overturn all these yeah racial discrimination derogatory stuff and they have the power to do it so I think if it's a position of higher up I think they'll just put up with it's the wrong word but it's that it, they know what they're getting into I think yeah with that so and they know that they can make a difference I think on that such subject I think people of ethnic minority who who do get abuse in that um, I believe they're they're determined and it will make them more determined to be successful in that role I don't see it putting off people I can't see it putting off people I can just see it make being making them want to succeed and show them show them that people of ethnic minority are just as capable if not even more capable than other people from, yeah. who are not from ethnic minorities. And also, away from the football side of things, I believe it, it's got to reflect, even in like the governing bodies, they have a massive, massive job on, on being inclusive and diverse and showing these football clubs. And I, I, I believe there should be a, a vetting process for, for players that... So, like, when... A, like, um, so a big club has a, a, a opening for a manager's job. How do they apply for that? Do you know what I mean? Do they put it, they don't put it out there for the average Joe to go and apply for, do they? They go and handpick who they want. So they got to think to themselves. And we've also got to ask ourselves why, because there's a lot of young ethnic footballers who are really good at the game that just don't see a, don't see a progression into management. And that's something the governing bodies really need to change. They need to, there needs to be a clear path. Whether they, whether they fail or succeed, there needs to be a path for them to at least try, do you know what I'm saying? And, and, and given that confidence to try. And I think the governance body, governing bodies like the FA, FIFA, they should play a massive part in this. Like, like we had a discussion about FIFA. For me, it just feels like an old boys' school kind of like... You, you make, you know, like a Oxford or like a boys club, you know, like we only got this position because my mate, I grew yeah. up with my mate, he knows it sort of. Yeah, yeah, like prestigious high school. Exactly, like yes, that. yes. And I think that's something that definitely needs to change. We, yeah. We've got people out here like Ian Wrights and other big, big names and faces of the sport that would happily take up these positions, but they're just not given, get, give, given it a chance. Um, yeah, so the government, in my view, governing bodies need to do do more, and I believe it should be down to, like, they should have a ballot basically each year where the vote, the public gets a vote on who they want to take up the positions and who they don't want yeah. to take up the positions, and I and I believe they should pick out of the top ten who's more capable, yeah. and if say like, say say like they've got. To seven uh, non-ethnics and then three uh, ethnics. I think them three need to definitely be put in, and then you pick from the seven who else you want it. Say so, so, like if it was six six p- people, you had to pick for the board. The three ethnic minority people would automatically get their their seats only because they made it into the top ten. But then you'd pick from the remaining seven, so it's it's kind of equal. And I, I when I say ethnic minority, it could be any like Chinese, black. Uh, do you know what I'm saying? Arabic. 
I think there needs to be a representation from each one of these kind of, you know what I'm saying, uh, communities, basically. But wouldn't that go against what you said at the beginning, the fact that people should get the job not because See, of See, that's... So, so if you're voted in the top 10, then it's a cut-off point. So, like, if you're, if you're not in the top 10, you don't get to be, be thought of. So, obviously, you've got to try and make it as even and fair as possible. So, like, if you're in the top 10, then out of default, if there's only three, they automatically get it. But I hear what you're saying. Because they're in the top 10, they're deemed... Yeah. Good at... You know they're what I'm deemed saying? worthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I guess if there's, say, like 100 people going for it and then you get a top 10, that is a yeah. big chunk of people that you've got rid of. And to be fair, so, like, it, they're going to be the minority. So, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? So, so, out of 100 people, only, what, 20 or 30 of them might be from ethnic minorities, where 70% yeah. are going to be the majority of whatever nationality you're in or country yeah. you're in. But yeah, it's see, there's stuff like this where which makes you think what a hard job it is they have though. In the oh, sense 100% of all the stuff is. that they have to think of, because they could have thought of something like that and they could have implemented it, but then you probably have someone somewhere who's got who's an issue got, with it, who's got lots of money that has an issue with it, and then they end up pulling back on it, yeah, and then creating more issues, and it's just. So we just, I, I know we just need to be fair and transparent. Like I think that's what the sport needs. Like. We, so that we have 20 premiership clubs. I'd love to know how many black managers we have in the premiership at the moment. Off the top of my head? None. <laughs> I can think of none. Seriously. We have a couple in the championship, which is a league below. But to be fair, that's something that definitely needs to change. 100%. But it's what you're saying earlier on. It's getting those doors sort of open and visible for the people who want to sort yeah. of do it. Because I think that's... And championing say, them, get, getting yeah. behind them, and do you know what I mean, like Cause giving you, them the confidence to yeah. to Just fail. Because you know yeah. yeah, all managers fail. I'm not gonna lie. There's yeah. not one manager out here who's like maybe apart from Sir Alex Ferguson, who was. You know what I'm saying? He 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 went on un, not unbeaten, but he practically won every trophy there is yeah. to win in his time, yeah. and he's considered a legend, if not a god, mm-hmm. by certain people. But yeah getting these young footballers I think it's a generational thing so the next generation so the generation like from that Ian Wright and that play for they're currently commentators and stuff like that so they kind of missed the boat yeah. but we need to really be championing these young footballers who are playing now who are coming to the end of their career and having a word with them saying yeah. and see if identifying who's the leaders who, who, who would be a good manager who's a good role model because when we think about it Anyone in power or in a position of power should be one of these good, one of these things. They should have all of these traits. Be a, be a good person, good role model, yeah. so they can lead by example. Have extensive knowledge of what they're doing and the sport they're doing, so they can't manage, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I've never worked in a brewery, I couldn't manage that. But it put me in charge of a football team, I could manage that. Yeah. So yeah, you need someone who knows and has experience of the whole structure and what, what yeah. goes into to doing that. But then, aside from that, like you said, we do need to get onto the fans. If, if, if they are giving the manager stick for whatever reason, because of his ethnicity or... These, play, these fans need to be banned, they need to be prosecuted. Yeah. 
And I think we really need to stamp that out because, like you said, it's, it's huge in, in football. Like, they have a few bears. They go down, and down to watch the football and all sorts of nonsense comes, comes out of their mouth. And you're like, really? Like, <laughs> this person? And you don't know the effect it has on a person's mental health or yeah. how they feel, how it makes them feel about their self-worth. When they go home, look at the mirror. Like, it, it, it's not nice. You go in there, you're just trying to make a living for your family and you you're get that. You're getting that sort of abuse. Like, so I can understand why it might put some people off. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, it's definitely something we need to look into eradicating. But I think, uh, slightly off subject, but I think that's why it's good that now people are learning to talk about their mental health. Because yes. I think a lot of people who are, shout racial slurs or whatever, I think not only don't they get reprimanded most of the time, but they don't see the effect it has. Yeah, yeah, and they don't, right. They're not aware of it. They don't. Some might not even yeah, care. Yeah, soft the tongue. They don't see yeah. how that how it's making that person feel. And I think you're very, very right there. We do need to make these people aware of the consequences yeah. their actions or words may have on others. Yeah, because then that gets them to think for that one crucial second before they start saying stuff. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Obviously, will still happen even if that does happen, but you're going to get the numbers down. And yeah. then as soon as that happened, you're going to end up to a point where you just have one person in the crowd say something they shouldn't. Mm. And then you have the fans that kick them out themselves. So so I've just thought of something in my head. So it's not actually the governing bodies who pick the managers, it's the owners of the club. Oh, so okay. I think there needs to be a different way. I, I, know the, I know the owners should be able to pick whoever they want to pick. Yeah. But I just think there should be a fairer way or... or, or like you have an overseer. Yes, yeah, like an um, external or someone who can vet them or, and put through the right, right candidates before they just pick the person they want. Go, I want Sam Allardyce. Yeah. He's done well, I'll have him. Instead of next-gen, give like, these young and up-and-coming coaches a chance because they seem to... Ref- it seems like a... Like what we you say, like an old, old boys club, like yeah. prestige, like they're just picking what they know. Oh, because yeah. they know him, I'm going to pick him. They need to come, out, come outside the box, think, think bigger, better, and yeah, start picking people from ethnic minority, whether they, whether they succeed or not. Yeah. I think it might be even fair to, like, I don't know how it works. There might just be the one person that's like, oh, yeah, he should be the coach. Um, but I think there should be some form of like a second person or someone that's hired for the for the reason, sole purpose of making sure that everyone's getting treated fairly and equally like yes. I guess that would I don't know be a HR kind of yeah thing. like a HR person but definitely I think it would be important to have that someone there to be like and that's just to keep them aware of you know what I'm yeah. saying and you're falling into stereotypical yeah. patterns and sometimes you need that person yeah, there okay. to be like ask those questions as like is that fair or is that yeah. the right person? Hmm. Bum, 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 bum. It's that time again. We come to the end of the of the podcast. Um, gonna have to wrap it up there. Um, if you've suffered from any of the issues that we've just spoken about, we are gonna have some links and uh, numbers in the bio below. Please check them out. Do not be afraid. Like no one, anyone who's suffering um, discrimination, especially in the workplace or or, or or going to find, you've gone to a job interview and you feel like you haven't had a, a fair crack at the whip, please contact these numbers. Yeah, over to you, Kane. Yeah. 
Um, so I realised during the whole conversation we've not actually spoken much about the International Day of Elimination of Radical Discrimination. <laughs> um, and I thought I'd, I'd just had a look and it turns out that the day actually was formed on 1960 due to a police firing on a peaceful demonstration down in South Africa. So because of that incident, this day is sort of... So can I stop you there? Was it live rounds they fired into? Yeah. Oh, wow. 69 people were killed and 180 were injured. So it was... Oh, wow. And what would they protested? Does it say? Um, it's against apathized past laws. Uh-huh, so okay. it's just apartheid laws. laws. So basically, like this, the uh, the separation of different ethnic oh, minorities. I, I think that's that. what it is. But yeah, so I think, for example, I think the day uh, sort of I reckon it probably evolved from a day of remembrance to a day of calling out exactly what happened that day, yeah. which was radical discrimination. They literally that that's what the whole reason. That's what it was all down to. Um, and I think I didn't know any of this day existed until yesterday when someone told me about it and I think back to what we were talking at the beginning I think we shouldn't need these days but they're needed as well for what, what, to, shine to, and, to shine a light and make, make people aware of like yeah. these, these historical events it's so important that we don't forget these historical events it, just for the fact that we don't repeat the same mistakes they did so yeah you're so right shining a light on these kind of issues and remembering these these historical events are massive and um yeah unfortunately you said we shouldn't need to these days but yeah Yeah. but that's why i thought to sort of talk about this day we'll explain it now but in terms of at the beginning i thought it was a good point because yeah not many people know about half of the the remembrance days or like whatever like days of remembrance of things or events yeah. and stuff um i think because there's so many but there's ones like this where i think it's important because not only is the cause behind it very important oh, definitely but the history behind it like i never knew about this like obviously i wasn't born in 1960 but that's something you would have expected to sort of learn or hear about. Yeah, or to be taught about in school or yeah. something like that. But I think with the South African history, it's very touchy uh, yeah. and it's very still, it's still raw in a lot of people's heads. Yeah. Uh, and there's, there's still a lot of issues going on out there that they haven't uh, resolved up until now, basically. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think that's it for this. But um, I'll leave a link as well in the bio, just sort of a bit more about the day for anyone that's interested to sort of see the history behind it in a bit more detail um, and see what else has sort of come from it because I think I reckon there's probably a good good few things that have come from days like this oh, 100% um, but it's interesting to sort of learn this um, as well um, yeah, definitely hopefully you learn something from it as well but uh, yeah, I think that's it for today. Yeah, so we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you for thank you for listening, and please tune again tune in again next week. Right, bye bye. Hear me out.